It's life on life's terms. What's up, everybody? Yo. Life on Life's Terms podcast. I'm Tom Robinson, a grateful recovering addict. And like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do love them and endorse them and have benefited from them. I am Chris Mandeville. Uh, I'm a recovered heroin addict. Um, We are here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. on Quincy Ave. Great place. Yeah, if you're in the Quincy area. Definitely check out um, the resources that they have here. Lots of meetings every day. Um, different types of meetings. Uh, you know, it's not just twelve-step stuff. Um, they have women's pr- nurturing yeah, meeting. Yeah, women's nurturing meeting going on right now. They have veterans meetings. All all types of good stuff. Um, LOLterms.com. Uh, you can click on. Uh, Either if you have an iPhone, you can click on iTunes, or if you have Android, you can click on Google Play. Um, if you could like, subscribe, and share, um, that would be amazing. Please. Uh, and if you have uh, iTunes, you can download our episodes, which would be amazing as well. Yeah, um, please, because it, it, what would in order to grow and to, and to make this um, thing, uh, you know, um, reach more people, uh, which is what we'd really like to do. Um, we kind of need uh, the the audio portion of the podcast to do well. So if you can spread the message that uh, you know that that it's it's great to listen to it. It sounds great. We we put yeah. effort into making it sound really good. Um, Definitely, and that's just the audio podcast. I mean, we we want you all to be here as well. But um, right, you know, if you're in your car, you probably don't want to be watching a video while you're driving. Right, but you can still listen to us. Or if you're um, mowing the lawn or something, it's 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 we make it sound extra good in so you can wear it like headphones. Yes, and it's not uh, it doesn't sound like crap. It sounds sounds yes. nice and uh, sounds like the professionals. Yeah, and it and it helps us out uh, when we you know with our numbers for downloads. Yes, we, which. Because you know, you know struggle with, we're so. we're going to be looking to do, uh, you know, maybe some uh, sponsorships and advertising, and hopefully, you know, I mean, see what we point. can get, see what we can get rolling. Right but, now, uh, the budget's hurting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like nothing. Um, so tonight we have uh, a close personal friend of mine, uh, Roger. Um, we've partied together for a long, oh yeah, long time, long time. Um, Thanks for coming in, Roger. Thank yeah. you. Well, he's thank up you from, for having me. And he's up from North Carolina, so right now his house, well, it's right he, in the path. Yes, right in the path of of Hurricane. What is it, Dorian? Dorian. So, so you came up here. Wifey's home by herself. Good move. Um, well, not the wife part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she told Should me to get her. out of here <laughs> with yeah. you. Yeah. And, so, um, yeah, we're going to let him uh, share his experience, strength, and hope with us. Yeah. Um, well, Ro- it's, Roger that. I didn't, like you mentioned, you're not part of any 12-step program. And one of my – I had a little apprehension apprehension because I'm not in a 12-step program. But mm-hmm. I am definitely mm. 100% in recovery. Yep. And yep. I take my, my sobriety very seriously. And that's the thing. Like, we we – Whatever works for you, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, I, I, there's no monopoly on 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 recovery. Um, you know, there's there's people that use church, there's people that use twelve step, there's people that use smart recovery. There's there's all kinds of ways to recover nowadays. You know, yeah, um, for yeah. sure. But uh, you know, uh, 
AA has been a tried and, and true method, and I and I have deep respect for it. For yes, it. absolutely. Oh yeah, because that's that's been the springboard for everything else. Yes, that's you know? right. It if, was the first, and it was you know, yep, it helps thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. So there, there's like I was in AA years ago. The first time I got sober, and I, I stayed sober for a year. There are things that I learned there that I still use today. Yeah. Yep. So I take what you know took what worked for me and try to apply it and uh you know there's nothing wrong with aa i mean it i've seen it work miracles yep yep absolutely it's just when i got sober this time and i've been sober 25 months now um i i didn't make a conscious decision not to join aa i just it just didn't my sobriety evolved in a different way. You know, they tell you not to do the geographical location. Yeah, geographical cures. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it yeah. actually, it really worked for me because um, I ended up in Oklahoma with one of my sisters. And <laughs> there's no, you're not getting anything. You're not getting drugs. You're not getting alcohol because it was 45 minutes to the corner store. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the, going down the, you know, past the cornfield and the cows doing 50 60 miles an hour yeah right so unless wow. i went to the store with my sister you know it was just one step up up of being in jail <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right but it, it was what i needed because um even though i just you know i was sectioned and I, you know i was oh, we never turned we never went live on, on what on the youtube yeah oh we did yeah it's, it's okay. going so um you know, I, I I was sectioned for thirty days. You know, roughly thirty days, but alcohol still had that grip on me. Yeah, right. Where so that was your drug of choice, alcohol. Yeah, alcohol, and you know, like uh, cocaine. Yeah, you know, it, they pretty much went hand in hand. The pill- I, I remember a time at my house on East Street. Yeah, it was like uh, I, I think, think it was, was I think it was like sixty volumes. Yeah, or something. we found you. Next to the car in the driveway. Yeah, and it was like three days. And yeah. I actually, that's, I didn't mess with pills after that. Yeah, I, I, was, never I did. was sharing with Tom earlier. It was like, it seemed like for like a couple of years after, every time he had some alcohol, it was like the fucking things kicked back in. You know <laughs> what I mean? It seemed like it. It's like, you all right? You all right? Yeah, so after that incident, like, because you, oh, this, uh, this little pill ain't going to do nothing yeah. to me. Yeah. And you were there for that, yeah. and uh, so I, I didn't do any pills like people would. That was a fucking like, long time Which ago. was, you know, I, I'm grateful, you know, because I never got into the Percocets. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't. Alcohol was Oh, yeah, I, like, that's good. That's kind of when I learned, like, don't serve too many masters. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. Like, alcohol alcohol is your thing. Stick with that. Yep, yep. You know? Right. Well, that, that attitude must have changed by now if you're stopped drinking too oh yeah yeah i i had myself was a, a learning experience where i thought like no i have a problem with dope i don't have a problem with alcohol so i went you know and it was like a, a growing thing did you have the same type of type um of thing it, it, i don't know journey to acceptance yeah you know i i pretty much had to like how can i say like uh I was just with a friend of mine, and his drug of choice was cocaine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was never, like, you know, he would drink while he was doing but it was always cocaine. Yeah. And he doesn't claim to be, 
in recovery or sober or anything. And, you know, he still smokes pot, but he doesn't do cocaine and he doesn't drink because yeah. he's not doing cocaine. So to him, he's sober because mm-hmm. he's not doing his drug of choice. And, and that's fine. Yeah, and, well, uh, and, you know, he said, well, you know, pot's legal. Hey, alcohol's legal. Right, right. You know, yeah, as so, long as you live in the live in the, uh, you know a life free of the slavery of, of the death, yeah, yeah. If you can you get know. up and function, and you know, I know, I know lots of people who who use marijuana medicinally. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and that works for them. You know that if if you can, you know, hit a vape or eat an edible or or smoke a joint instead of like down in like six seven pills a day. Fucking have at it, yeah. Have at it, yeah. And, and and you can function, you can show up for life, you can you take care of your kids, you can work. Um, you know, like a lot of people with anxiety use it. You know, it's, yeah. It's, but I think that um, that there, there could be uh, you know a dark side to it too. Absolutely, maybe, yeah. Maybe if you stop everything for a while, you know, you might discover that you know you're cool with nothing, right? You know, right. You don't need to do anything. Yeah, which is where like I don't do anything Mm -hmm. you know like once in a while like cigarettes are like still yeah you know i vape i've been vaping for years and once in a while it's like hey let me get one of them and i'll have one and i'm fine but i don't you know cbd i like i have no interest in anything that is going to alter my normal thinking right and, and well cbd is a non-psychoactive yeah moment. but i don't even want to go there right, right. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, hear you. I hear I, you you know you, you know your truth yeah and, and, yeah, that's, and that's, that's 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 huge yeah. you know knowing that you know if you do put something else into your system it could set off that you know like they say the allergy and the phenomenon of craving you know that's and, right. and, and it's like all right now now what what else can i get into you know what i mean yeah like i never did anything you know like, if I was drinking, I wanted something else. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, it, it was the catalyst to everything. And then it, it got to a point where it wasn't doing what I wanted it to anymore. So I moved on to bigger and badder things. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, luckily it, it got to a point where, you know, I didn't want to um, live that life anymore. And, you know, courtesy of the Brockton PD, yeah, <laughs> I <yeah>. didn't, <laughs> you know. So, so, so Roger, when it would when you when did you start? What was the year? Do you remember the, how old you were? I was around thirteen years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it actually started before that because the Magic Thirteen. Um, you know, my father was a drinker, and he would say, "Go get me a beer." Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I was, had the grandfather like that. Yeah. So I would go grab him a beer, and most of the time I would just hand it to him. And I got a little older, and one day I cracked it and yeah. took a sip, and I got that warm fuzzy feeling mm-hmm. and that's if i have to look back it was that first time i got that warm fuzzy feeling that i was an alcoholic that's yeah. when it started yeah. mm. because and then I, i'll never forget the day like i i pounded almost half of it just going from the kitchen to the living room <laughs> yeah right. and it's like yeah. hey uh, you know yeah <laughs> I, and it's, i have a similar story i remember my dad saying the same thing i remember i was in my dr denton feedy pajamas the whole thing walk you know walking across from the kitchen and and, and there was still the pull tab things yep. you know <laughs> I, I, it was probably it was probably light mellow light and uh like like you said a couple minutes later uh, i got that you know i start getting goofy and and you know fucking around in the living room and you know but like i was doing alcoholic things 
before long before I ingested alcohol. Yeah. It was like my yeah. my first addiction was attention. You know? Dude, I, my grandfather used to say, "Go get me a beer." I would go to the fridge, I'd get him the beer, and I would shake it in the hallway. Oh, <laughs> I never got him once though, because he always put it next to him. He had because he was an alcoholic. He yeah. had beer left, and he, he had one waiting. on deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so it never, you never get to the point never where you get got him once. But to, to answer your question, like, like regularly, I was probably. I I don't know how old, 12, 13 years old. I was in seventh grade, and we started going mm. to Skyview. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is a drive-in movie movie theater. Yeah, uh, people don't even know what drive-ins no. are anymore. And you know, where was that one in, in Mansfield? In no, Brockton, down on uh, down by Kmart. Yep. Oh, okay. Down no uh, South Main Street. Yep. All right. Way down, almost West Bridgewater. Yep. So, you know, we'd go there and everyone pool their money and get, you know, as much beer as you can. Yep, and yep. and it was just, you know, every weekend there was a party somewhere down, yeah. down the pits. Yeah, UPS it, pits. Yep. Oh, the all pits. the time. Bonfires, kegs. You yep. know what I mean? I, I remember all that stuff. Um, pit parties. Yeah. I mean, there was. Go to the pit party, the, dude. And then, the, you know, then everyone started <laughs> getting into racing. And yeah. It, and it was. It was Burger King to to the mall to the Burger King to the mall to Burger King, you know back and forth all night but all the while everyone's drinking yeah you know and then like when there was still registry cops I remember them blocking the entrances to Burger King coming in and giving everybody tickets for anything that they could find yeah you know that's what it was it was huh. you know and a, a couple of years of that and I was around sixteen years old and discovered cocaine mm. and it's whoa now I can drink more yeah yeah exactly. whoa whoa give me give me more so yep. i can have more and it's just like the you know later on in life like they had that commercial where the guy i think he's in his office and he goes i do cocaine so i could work more so i can earn more money so i can buy more cocaine so i could work more yeah the yeah. circle yeah and i'm like i oh, that commercial like really stuck with me because mm-hmm. i i ended up doing that yeah, exactly. You know, uh, whether, it, you know, it, the the drinking was always first. And then, yep. you know, the the Coke would, it was just like a bonus. And, but I, I would, de- depending on the job, because um, like I wouldn't use power tools if I was drinking. Like I wasn't, you know, that stupid. But, you know, I had jobs where I could, I could drink and maintain and still do my job and yeah and oh you want me to work you know another two hours okay can can I get a break and then I go to the packing and get more booze because I had to work for yeah yeah and, or you know find someone grab a package yeah you know you know I I worked with a guy they, they called him uh, Nipsey because he used to drink Nips <laughs> Nips of one fifty one yeah and you could never tell the guy was drinking or shit faced or anything. And I'll never forget, at the end of the week, he had a, a garbage can that size. Yeah. And he had two bags filled with empty nips. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I said, how <laughs> Of many? 151. Yeah, 151. And I'm like, I'm like, how long you know, have you had those? He goes, that's a week. Wow. Yeah, uh, never more. even noticed. Yeah. Professional, professional alcoholic. And, uh, I remember he he got like he never missed work. He was never late, and he was out sick for a couple of days. And he came back, and he had lost like thirty pounds. And he was only out for like 
I don't know, three or four days. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And that was like the first time I saw the damage that alcohol can do. Yeah. And oh, but it just went poison. You know, I was still a teenager and it went right over my head. Oh, yeah. And you know, look, as soon as I get out of work, I'm. Yeah. You know, oh, that ain't gonna be me. No, yeah. that that won't be me. And uh, you know, over the like, you know, there were certain parts of, of my life that I couldn't hold a job. Mm. And then I found out that if you show up to work and you do your job. You get more. You'll have more money, so you can buy more booze. So, mm. I never let my hangovers stop me from going to work after that. Yeah, and then right. I, I could start holding down jobs and keeping them for a while. Did you do and the I, morning drink? Not until later on. Like I would just typically, I would, uh, I would wait till like the last break of the day and maybe run and get a a, a nip and a beer. And but as you know, the years went on. It then it was lunchtime. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then first break. And then... Then the morning drink. Then the morning drink. Like, uh, I remember going to one job and, like, I would open up and as soon as everyone was all set, uh, I'd go hit the packy because I, I was the shakes. Yeah. I, I couldn't function and, uh, you know, it was just such a slave. Yeah, you know... Chemical See, I've never, baby. I've never drank. That's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. like that, um, where I got the DTs, but it was, it was always the drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, I've seen people like that, and it's, you know, like they can't, you can't even hold anything. You know, and it's, the, it's, oh, this guy who, it's I, horrible. who I, who I really loved, my grand, my grandmother married him towards the end of her life before they both passed away, but he, uh, was an alcoholic. To the point where he was, um, you know, f- physically addicted and all that stuff, DTs, whatever. What he said, what he used to do was he'd put, he'd go to the bar first thing in the morning, he'd get the shot, and he'd put his tie around his wrist and then put it around his neck. Oh, yeah, so, so he, he could get, get his get hand to his mouth. mouth. Yeah. Well, I, 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 <laughs> I, I can relate to that because I remember sometimes just like, like, trying to like struggle and you get those first sips and yeah and, and you know like growing up in brockton there's but definitely places what do you there's mean? definitely places that you could you know get get whatever you needed at whatever whatever hour of the day oh, you know absolutely. what i mean absolutely uh it's funny i i'd lived out in green bay wisconsin for a while and they're big drinkers out there so when, yeah you know, I was active then, and and it was friggin' cold out there. It's man. it is, and it was a drinker's paradise because there was one street, and it was literally like they had triple deckers out there, but it would be like you know, house, house, bar, house, 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 bar, house, <laughs> house, bar, and yeah. I. That's great. And uh, look, check this out: crack house bar, crack house. Twenty. This was nineteen ninety six. I was out there. You could get quarter drafts. Really? Right? So you go out with five wow. bucks. You're getting wrecked. Right? And I tried walking <laughs> up, because the other side of the street was the same thing, house, house, bar. Yeah. Like, they would take the, the first floor, they would turn into a bar and still have two apartments. Oh, okay. Up okay. top. <laughs> yeah. So 
I go down. I think I took 20 with me, and I came home with like 10 bucks. <laughs> but uh, they're <laughs> like, well, home. if you want to go downtown, there's a place you can get nickel drafts, but it's old style. And if you want like Miller High Life, it's a dime. Imagine <laughs> getting 10 beers wow. for a buck. Yeah. Imagine that. And so me and my brother, brother-in-law went out uh, New Year's Eve, and we walked down to the closest bar. And we're sitting there drinking. It's the one I discovered quarter drafts. And it, I'm like, what time is it? And it, I look, and it's like 3.30 in the morning. And I'm like, does the bar close? It's like, well, on New Year's Eve, they don't have to close. Nice. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I spent um, about nine months out there. And then I found out they have, like, you know how – you call Roxbury is part of Boston. Yeah, yeah. Well, Green Bay is kind of the same thing. They have De Pere, which is part of Green Bay. Well, they have their own. They can open and close whatever time they want. So this village might close their bars at 2 in the morning, but this village, their bars open up at 2 in the morning. So you could go 24 hours a day and never wow. have to go home. So, yeah, did a lot of drinking out there. Didn't get in any trouble. Yeah. But uh, luckily. Yeah. <sighs> Thank God. Um, so uh, um, when I came back from Green Bay, um, that's when I started realizing that, you know, I, I have a problem. Yeah. You know, and I just, I didn't know. I didn't know anyone in recovery. And so it just continued. It progressed. It just got worse. Yeah. And, worse. And, and, and like the, the crowd that we ran in, like. That's what we did. Yeah. Everybody. You know, and there was there was people that could do it and hold their shit together. You know, and, and Yeah, but a lot of us it yeah, was, exactly. we couldn't. Exactly. And like uh, when I talk to people that like didn't grow up, you know, even not just in, you know, where we grew up, but like not in Massachusetts. I think it's like a South Shore thing. Yeah. I mean yeah. that it's like what we did is and people will look at me like, You guys used to do what? Yeah, right. Uh, Oh yeah, that was that was that was my story too. All of my friends, we all did drank, drank and drank and drank and yeah. smoked weed and crazy. Yeah, and then you go, then you go somewhere else and, and you what? How old were you? No. Yeah, that's I don't know. It was just I don't know if it's like a generational thing or or you know, but that's just how life was. You know, and we yeah. did we did I mean not just the drinking, but we did you know we started stealing cars and oh, yeah. you know all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, it, it, you know, and it just. Alcohol is just the fuel to all kinds of... Everything. <laughs> Everything. Some of the mayhem that had gone on. Yeah. Fucking crazy fights, shows. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, thinking of it, all the stuff that happened. You know, oh, yeah. Like, I talk to people, like, you know, the, the people that could hold it together because they remember the most. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they'll talk about a story. It's like, oh, you remember that time? And, like, something will... And, like, I re just remember the whole party, yeah, right, and it's right. like, oh, my God. And no, none of us got killed. None of us got arrested. Mm. It's like, how? How how did we survive? And, yeah. But, you know, we've been friends for a long time. I know. And we, But we've got a lot of friends that, that are that, no longer with us. That aren't here anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, not everybody does survive. No. Especially no. nowadays. Yeah. And, and it, it's funny, like, you know, I... I, I consider myself lucky that i never got involved with any of the op opioids because right it's just a it, it's just a, it looks like it's got a, a tighter grip 
on on taking people away. Yeah. Because it does it faster. When I was in yeah. treatment, there was a guy there who never had anything, did anything but alcohol, straight alcoholic. He went out, left the program, and died of a heroin overdose. They think he was probably in a blackout when it happened. Wow. Yeah. yeah and, and <laughs> um, you know, when I was in rehab or whatever they call it, Massac. Oh, Matsy, yeah. No, Massac in Plymouth. Oh, okay. That's a, can, can you curse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a real shithole. <laughs> it's the old forestry camp. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And I've never, uh, I've never been to Plymouth or anything like that. But they're like, being an alcoholic was like, what? You're an alcoholic? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like these kids, I, I don't remember because it's been over two years now. But they were talking about drugs I've never heard of. Yeah. And I'm like, what's that? I, I think I, I'm trying to... Re- um, like Spice and K2. and Yeah, stuff like that. Benzos. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know alcohol and Coke, and I know about heroin and weed. And, yeah. But like all these new drugs and talking Fentanyl about... Fentanyl and all that. Pharmaceutical stuff. drugs. Yeah, like all, but doing crazy, like really crazy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much just an alcoholic. Yeah. And, and that's... It's crazy, but that's rare. Yeah. You and, know? and I saw... I saw like what I, you know, and I don't down anyone that that's, you know, trying to get clean. But like, they had this one guy. He he's been sectioned thirty six times. Wow. And I'm like, thirty six. You know, he's been to every place and program. And oh yeah, the beds here are great. But if you can get in this place, the food's good. And I'm like, you're you're a professional rehabber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've I've met people like that, and yeah. uh, That's, I, it's just sad. You end up getting institutionalized, and that's the only way you know how to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? You 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 go out and on a bender until the wheels fall off. Go check in. You know I what I saw, mean? Get, get a little healthy. Yeah, I saw a lot because I had gone to High Point a, a few years before that, and I stayed sober for a little while. It, like, you know, they about half steps, and that's yeah. what I was. That's why you know. And so when I got sectioned, and it, it, that was a real wake-up call, but I saw these people being, uh, they, they, they were institutionalized. It was normal for them to go out on a run, get burnt out, get arrested, or just get sectioned or yeah. whatever, and, you know, chill out for a month. You call this chilling out, you know? Yeah, so, but, yeah, but did you did you fear that for yourself? Or did I, you? Yeah, well, I didn't really fear it. I knew I wouldn't. I I I would hope that I wouldn't let myself get to that point. Mm, right. So, and that's one of the things. Like, so when I was, they transferred me to a TSS. I think it's called. Yeah. And that was even worse. Food was better. Yeah. I, I these people are going to the doctor during the day, you know, and they're getting. Uh, smack or they're getting their methadone or suboxone and yeah and i'm like that's that's sobriety is that what this place is about is that being sober and like i i I just didn't want to be get you know they say well you you know you qualify for mass health and uh now you can go to mass rehab and yeah A a lot of it is uh Unfortunately, it's a numbers game. You know what I mean? They get people in, and, and you know, if if you're an alcoholic, you know, okay, then you do this. But if, if you're a heroin addict and you take this medication, they might get paid a little bit more for you. You know what I mean? Not that I'm 
against medically assisted treatment because I'm not. You know, if if you get on that stuff and you use it the way it's supposed to be used, you know. So I think I think there's a lack of uh, promotion of the benefits and the and the and the beauty of living a life that is 100% you and not yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You need more. Um, and, and I mean, if, if someone rather than promotion, you know what I mean? If someone does need that to get to that point, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you know, because of cravings or whatever, like to get, get over yeah. that hump or however they say it. Okay, but that stuff wasn't made for you to be on it for your fucking life. Right, and not to you know? not just yeah. keep upping your dose. Yeah, and yeah. all that crazy stuff. And, and another thing, too, is they're just you know, making they're, money they're, on you. They're telling people to get on this stuff, but they're not telling people what the fuck they're going to have to go through when they come off it. You know, like, yeah. I've never taken a Suboxone. and I don't know what it's like. I've never uh, yeah. detoxed off. I've detoxed off heroin. Yeah, and, me too. you know, inside of four or five days, I'm feeling all right. You know I what did I mean? take a Suboxone once in detox, but I didn't maybe have to maybe uh, maybe after a week and a half, I'm getting some sleep. But like, I know people that haven't slept for like weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you know, and you wonder why people end up going out and and using and fucking dying. You know what I mean? Because they 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 just can't sleep. They, you it's know, tough. it's, it's there's, tough a, stuff. there's a lot of uh, tomfoolery. I'll say, yeah, where where that's <laughs> like, all right, oh sure, you need this medication, but they don't. Give them all the fucking information on the medication. Tell them everything. You know. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I don't think it, that would stop anybody from taking it. No, no, probably not. Yeah, and that that was I, um, like I, I eye opening. Yeah, it was very yeah. eye opening. Like, uh, what's that? Vivitrol. Yeah, it, yeah, that's um, a, a blocker. So, like, say you get out of jail, you can get a shot of Vivitrol. It lasts between twenty three and twenty eight days, and. Like you do heroin or or fentanyl, you're not going to feel the effects. Yeah, okay, um, but there is a point where people will try and break through it, and yeah. you won't feel like you're getting high, but your body can still fucking overdose. You know, yeah, and, and it's yeah, it's, a fucking, I, it's I, like I, playing Russian roulette. Yeah, I heard a lot of that. Oh, I'm getting the shot and I'm going here. Oh, I'm getting the shot and I'm going here. Yeah, and I'm like, and I, I at that point, I you know, I was old enough that. Finally, like I did, I had enough, and I definitely didn't want to be a part of the system. Yeah, yeah. And so, right. and you know, al- like when I got out, alcohol, like I mentally, I did not, you know, I, I'm done. Yeah. I, and I really meant it, and I really meant it, but there was still in the back of my mind, it's it, like it's really insidious on how I, I don't know, like. I've never been on heroin or anything like that. But yeah. I imagine it's pretty similar that this, yeah, you could go do it. Go do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. The go power ahead. the power of the addiction, the yeah. craving. It's yeah. like, uh, it's, that's not to be underestimated, uh, especially in the beginning. I mean, that's what, that's what, um, that's what gives me, uh, strength and, 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 uh, gratitude that I'm sober is because I know when I look back, I know that power. I know how much power it mm-hmm. had over me and I don't ever want to have anything have that much yeah. power over me again. Yeah. yeah. And, and it takes you, so, takes yourself right away. Yeah. It takes it, you right away. And so it, it really, especially after all the years, I mean, I know how, it, how long did you drink? I, I, 25 years. Yeah. That's you're not gonna, you know, uh, you're not gonna get so or stay sober, 
you know, it's not going to be easy. Right, right, right. You know, when you've been drinking for that long. So it, it was like, it, it was all, it, it was there for about the first six months were, yeah. were pretty tough. Yeah. And so, what, how, like, how, how did you cope with, with, with it when that feeling came or that thought came? Well, at, at, at that point, like the six months, I had, um, trying to think i just moved back with my girlfriend so mm-hmm. um just being around and she's she's not a drinker you know she does never did drugs mm-hmm. so very easy to be around and be yeah. sober yeah and she will you know she doesn't tolerate it so we, we're getting reacquainted with her like you know i it was probably like a whole different person like in in, in your mind oh yeah you know what i mean Absolutely. because like you hadn't been around her sober yeah you know or 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 abstinent and we really had to like i had to learn like who she was who she was you know because i was so she still loved me she always did yeah and so but i had to learn you know all over so that that i'm not saying it 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 took my attention away but it it did because it it, gave you something to focus on anyways and this was uh, oklahoma uh this at that point i had moved to louisiana Oh, Louisiana? Yeah. Down back, the bayou? Yeah, back with my girlfriend. <laughs> and then, um, you know, and I, so I, I'm in Louisiana with my girlfriend, who I love, and, and the kids, and still trying to put myself together. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was good um, just not, like, being around. Like, there was no distractions. I didn't have any friends. Yeah. I, even, I didn't. And I didn't have any friends in recovery either, but I made sure if I was having, uh, you know, uh, if I ha- had a craving, I would tell her. Yeah, yeah. So she, like, if I was being a little extra crabby, she knew what was going on. Yeah. And eventually, it's just, uh, like, I just take my sobriety so deadly serious that I just don't, when that those thoughts come come in real quick and they leave just as quick yeah yeah you don't sit there and romance it and no you know let it bounce around and i've had opportunities uh we had moved to north carolina and she had to go up to new jersey for a week Mm -hmm. uh, because she had just got a new job she works from home remotely but she had to go to the headquarters and all that so now here i am um now i have a vehicle and opportunity Mm. And, and there's no one watching. And there's no one watching. Yeah. That was like my first big mm. test. Yeah. And like one, I, that whole time she was gone, it like came in my brain for like a minute and it was gone. And then a couple months later, she had to go back up again. And like the whole time she was, she was gone. I'm like, baby, I said, I didn't have a single craving. That's good. Yeah. And I was like, but you also, you know, you, from what I see, you try and keep yourself busy as well. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm always busy. Like all the stuff that, you know, how you get, you know, you get coked out and you talk to, you, yeah, man, I want to. One of these days, I'm going to do this and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, I started actually doing it. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, you know, I started, I, I, I built a kitchen table and benches, and I'm, you know, I'm. I don't know who gave me the idea to say go ahead and build furniture, but I, 
I'll, I'll give it a try, and it came out good. And you know, it was it was really relaxing. Yeah, you yeah. know, and rewarding. Nice. And it's just all the stuff that I always like, you know, put off or you know, I yeah, didn't all have, that all that bullshit talk from the bar stool. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I started doing. You know, I bought a motorcycle. Yeah, and you know, and thank God I bought a motorcycle. Well, I had one. I bought a motorcycle while I was still, you know, an active alcoholic, but I I would have one beer, and then I would go ride for an hour, and then I'd have another beer and ride for another hour and go home. I really didn't, never got drunk. So you weren't a drinker and driver? Not not on the bike. Yeah. Not on the bike. That, That was one thing I took really serious, like, you know. Once I started getting that warm, fuzzy feeling, it was time to bring the bike home. Yeah. And get the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put more metal yeah. around me. Oh, yeah, man. now I got now I got a you know, two tons of steel around yeah, me. Yeah, I need a seatbelt. Oh, and uh, you know, and, and that happened one night because uh I I was drinking at home, um and I got a call from my girlfriend's daughter and she was crying and I cared for her and loved her and I I wanna come home, I need a ride, da, da, da. and I said, No, I've been drinking. She's like, Well, my boyfriend's here, and he's got a driver's license, and he, he doesn't drink. Okay, as long as I don't have to drive you while I'm drinking. Mm. So on my way there, brakes let go of my car, and I rear-ended someone. Oh, jackpot. Yeah, yeah. Shit-faced. Yeah. Beyond shit-faced. Point two three. Wow. wow. The cop is like, he looked at the machine, and he, he's like, dude, you're not even, like, slurring your words. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know I, how long it took me to get this way yeah i was like <laughs> well i guess i'm a professional then. yeah yeah but so that you know so he was he was surprised by what you what the breath last yeah. said versus and, and that was a couple hours after i had stopped drinking yeah so how what condition was i in yeah right so that and but that wasn't enough of a wake-up call no believe it or not i didn't stop I didn't stop. I didn't even try to stop. So you got a DUI? Yeah, I got one DUI. And I you'd think that's a wake-up call and it didn't phase me no, at no. all. If anything that that it, shit really don't matter to it, us. Yeah, it doesn't. Right. And I said, "Well, okay, now Can't I don't scare. Now I don't have to worry about drinking and driving. Let's let's drink some more." Yeah. Now I can't drive. I'll yeah. just drink. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so and I did that, you know. I went uh, ten years without a driver's license. Yeah, and it, I remember that shit. Yeah, how much? Uh, how much lost opportunity does that inflict on you? Oh you know yeah, I mean? and when I I had had a really good job, it was like one of the best jobs in the world. I was I was a vendor for Lowe's, which I would go into the lighting department and take out old displays and build the new ones. So I had ten stores from. Like uh, from Raynham up to Dedham, out to Worcester, and go to every store, different day. And I could go in any time between six and nine. So if I was extra hungover, I could sleep a little bit longer mm-hmm. and still get to work on time, do my eight hours, and leave. And I had no regular boss. You know, I saw my boss, I worked for them two and a half years, and I saw my first boss twice. And I saw my second <laughs> boss three times. Wow. wow. Everything was like, uh, this was in the Palm Pilot days. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it wasn't like 
I don't even think we did anything on computer. It was like everything was Palm Pilot and telephone. You you dialed a number when you got to the store and put your code in. That's how they knew you punched in. Yeah, that job was great. <laughs> I, I if I wanted to go at lunch and stay an extra hour, no one knew. Yeah, right. No one. I did whatever I want, and then I uh, I made friends with a vendor from a different company, and we s- schemed. He's like, because we had some of the same stores. And he's like, what store are you going to tomorrow? And I'm like, Dedham. He's like, oh, man, I got to go to Weymouth. I said, well, I don't have to go. He goes, what time can you get there? I said, I'll get there at 6 in the morning. He goes, can you punch me in? So I would punch, <laughs> I'd get there, punch him in at 6. Yeah. And then, you know, I'd work. And he'd punch me out at, like, whatever, you know. So, like, we both were only working, like, five hours yeah right you right. know he had already had, he'd show up he had three hours i'd leave three hours early yeah it was great <laughs> <laughs> yeah if if there's a way to scam leave it to an alcoholic oh, they'll find it absolutely yeah. drug addict whatever yep you know you'll find any way to to beat the system yeah yeah and uh so yeah so even getting the dui it, it didn't phase me at all yeah um and it just, it just, you know, the progression of addiction just it got a tighter grip, and it, it some it ebbed and flowed. You know, sometimes it would be worse, and yeah. so did your brakes really go? It yeah, they completely went. So didn't didn't you say you know how to fix cars and stuff? <laughs> well, they they were fine when I, when I left, and it, it was a um, Crown Vic. And I found out later that no, the way they run the brake lines, they're notorious for rotting. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's what happened. I, I, went, I went to hit the brakes because the car in front of me, it was on 138 by the dog track. Yeah. And one thing I learned in drunk school, uh, 138. <laughs> drunk school. <laughs> drunk school. They don't teach you how to drink or, uh, or drink and drive. But uh, they said 138 <laughs> between Canton and Taunton. They write the most tickets, or they have the most bus for DUIs. Really? On that stretch. And I said, guess where I got my DUI? Yeah, <laughs> right. Right yeah. there. And, yeah, my brakes went right, like, they were way up ahead. And I'm like, what are they stopping for? It was at the edge of the woods. Mm. And I'm like, what are they stopping for? And so I put my brakes on, and they, bam, right in the back. Yep. And I cut the wheel, and I took off. So now I got a hit and run. Oh. Hit and run DUI. No, yeah, good. not just a DUI. Oh, I was yeah. a, I, I used to have this big ass uh, uh, dual wheel flatbed truck, and we used to overload the crap out of it. And we bought it used, and it was a real piece of crap, and uh, it had no real brakes. And I was all smoked up one day, smoking weed, you know, and going to work, and uh, and it really, we were real high. And I was coming down. I was on one thirty eight too, but I was in. Uh, I don't know, it was Canton or Milton there, you know. And we were coming down the hill, and there was a little uh, Nissan Sentra and a, and a um, big extended van in front of them. And I was coming down in my overloaded truck, and I put tried to put the brakes on, and all I heard a sound. It was kind of like, shh, with no slowing down at all. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, I was going to kill those people. Yeah. And uh, I just downshifted and bounced off the guardrail light turned green and i kept going yeah <laughs> i lucked out but 
It was because I was, you know, smoked out. Yeah. yeah. I just wasn't aware. Plus, you know, you're not going to put any money into the truck. No, we just <laughs> hadn't gotten the chance yet. We ended up yeah. fixing up that truck a little bit, but it was way overloaded. We, you know, it was a standard par for the course. Yeah. I think I was like 23 and just working for myself and... I don't know. Weight limits? We don't have no weight no limits. Weight, no weight limits. <laughs> yeah, so I was, um, earlier today, I was t- talking to a friend of mine, and, uh, it, you know, we were talking about all this t- kind of stuff, and and I forget what he brought up, but, like, uh, you know, he went out and got crab legs and spent all this money, and I said, I said you know, it's funny, because I, I do like to shop, and I don't... Uh, I, like one of the things you you know you substitute yeah yeah and i try yeah. so like i try to watch what i buy and like but i said you know what and i'm like he said he spent like 50 bucks and i'm like yeah but you wouldn't have had no problem buying a, a bag of coke with that yeah absolutely so don't feel right. bad about spending money on on a good meal don't, yeah don't ever feel bad about that or right you know yeah but yeah. it's crazy how you know you get sober and you you get frugal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you'd yeah. spend a grand in a night, you know, right. if you had it. And then it's like when but it comes to having to spend that money now. Hopefully, hopefully you get a little a little uh, you know um, uh, control over the years, and you don't spend like that. Anymore, right. You know. Right. But you don't have to feel guilty about everything. Yeah. You know. So, uh, we're looking for dopamine, though. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. it's tough because we don't we don't like feelings. We're extra sensitive people. <laughs> yeah you know this right here this is dopamine yeah oh absolutely your phone yeah you're feeling pissed off you're you know or whatever if something's not going well you're gonna go for this yeah that's something that every like, time i'm i find myself like you haven't seen me pull my phone out once since yeah. i've been here it, that's one of the things i'm like getting away from trying and, to be conscious of yeah, yeah i mean i i <laughs> and i hate uh, like I don't want to contribute to the madness of Facebook because yeah. <laughs> there's enough of it out there. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I've had my share of madness, so now I just, when I go on, I, I just like, you know, and it could be someone not on drugs or alcohol, but I'm like, man, this person's a fucking wreck. Yeah. What yeah. the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. You stuff, the, some of the stuff that people put up there. Yeah. It's like, like, why an- are you Anger talking? and stuff? Yeah, anger yeah. or like, you know, the family drama. And, uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. like... I'm just um, very grateful that TMI. Uh, yeah, a lot of it's TMI. I'm yeah. just very grateful that I don't, I don't have that going on. Mm. Um, I really don't, and pe- you know, some people can't understand it. Like w- when I interviewed for m- my last job, you know, he's asking me all these questions, and I said, "I'm going to cut to the chase right now." I said, "I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke." I said, "My kids aren't out of control." I have no drama in my life. I don't bring it here, and I don't expect to bring any home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> right, right? This is during an interview. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's doing, like, I hate fucking job interviews. And, uh, you know, like, just talk to me, and you'll, yeah. find, out, you'll find the real me. So I said, well, I'm going to tell you who I am, and then yeah. if you want to hire me. Exactly. He was, like, blown away. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do anything. Yeah, you know, I said I buy one scratch ticket a day, <laughs> and I said the day that I don't show up, I'm either really, really sick and should be at the doctor's, or I'm at the lottery headquarters cashing out. Yeah. <laughs> and I and uh, I had worked for him for nine months before the first time I got sick. 
Oh, and really? He, he, yeah, he, said, he goes, uh, are you cashing out your ticket or are you really sick? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really nice. And I was sick for a while. And that's what, <laughs> it's funny because. Uh, At least he remembered. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. But um, I, I had just took in that, that new job running, you know, running a garage and a lot. And uh, so I was, you know, it was something new and I was excited and it was more money. And uh, so I'm, I've always been a hard worker. And so I'm sitting there and I'm working and, uh, op- you know, taking over. It's new. And in the middle of this, we're, we're looking to move. Yeah. So I got that going on. Now I'm, I'm getting sick and I don't realize it. It was my asthma. Mm. And, you know, even though, it, it, thank God I stopped smoking. But what had happened is I got a respiratory infection on top of it. And it just mm. slowly set in. And yeah, when, those suck. And when I went to the doctor, like I, we got done moving, and I lay down on the couch, and I was out cold for four hours. And the, the next day, and this is going on like I was no energy, run down, but I'm still working fifty hours a week. Yeah, and I just wouldn't go to the doctor. And I went to the doctors, and they said, you know, it's it's one of those things like. You're getting older. You have to listen to your body. And it's kind of like one day you wake up and someone has put a one-pound chest, uh, one-pound weight on your chest. Mm. You know it's there. It's really not going to stop you from doing anything. And yeah. you just get through your day. And then the next day someone puts another one on top. Again, you notice it, but you've already been carrying one pound around. What's another one? Mm. Do that for a couple of weeks. You end up as sick as you are. Because it just gradually, and it, it was like a month of being sick. Yeah, and wow, uh, you know. So that's that's. that's <laughs> I gotta get the door. I'll be right back. And that's one thing, of, uh, you know, that I, I'm working on is like trying to be healthy. You know, yeah, I'm sober, and but like listening to when I'm sick, you know, and going to the doctor because when you're, you know, you're an alcoholic or a drug addict, you don't. You don't go to the doctor, right? Yeah. Absolutely, that's and, right. It's unless you're trying to get a prescription, yeah. You know, oh, I hurt my back. You know, but but because you're consistently sober and you're consistently doing the next right thing, everybody in life uh, trusts that that's really what's going on, and your life doesn't get you know interrupted. It's much less difficult, yeah. And you're able to do these things, yeah. You know, and, take uh, responsibility. But uh, you know, that's something that in like. Uh, you know, so that's like life is really good, and I'm really grateful. And the, but there's always room for improvement, and yeah, you know, and like getting healthier is is one thing. And the other thing is my temper. I still have a bad temper. Yeah, and that's you know character defect or whatever they want to call it. Anger and is I, fear, you know. I don't. I I I I get that, but like sometimes I I just like. Being angry, being angry, like oh yeah, being know, addicted to like, being angry, sure. Like, <laughs> um, it's a tool as well. I forget what it, it was. Something stupid that happened at work, and I just, I and I consciously let myself get angry, and it felt good. Like yeah, yeah. it felt good. But I, I think I'm okay <laughs> with that because I let myself, and it was over quick, and no one was there, so no one got hurt. Yeah, like yeah. verbally or physically, it's when. I get ang- angry and people get hurt. Yeah. That's I 
that part I, I'm trying. To I mean, work if you on. if if you can, you know, handle it on your own and and not bring anyone else into it, that's fine. Like I've been talking with my girlfriend Kristen about those rage rooms where you can just go in and just smash shit, you know, and huh. like whatever, you know what I mean? Like let out some aggression because like we 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 need an outlet, yeah, you know, um, and to be able to channel that into something, you know positive or whatever would be would be much better but you know like i i understand we like i can get angry when i'm by myself i don't i don't i i do get angry when i'm not by myself as well um you know that's something that that needs to be worked on you know but to to me getting angry or letting it out is it just gets it gets worse and um this is just me, and I'm not saying yeah, anything yeah, about yeah. anybody else. But it's it's a toxic feeling. It's an awful feeling. I can't, oh yeah, I definitely I intoxicating. Like it. You can no, it's toxic. Yeah, it's a it's like it's a, it's a sick feeling. I just don't want to be that. I want to be happy. I want to be relaxed. Mm. And when I'm when I'm angry, I'm not I'm not at ease. I, it's very bad. I, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, I, that, say, I think I got a, my anger is a little different. But but like but right now, like since I've got. I've been up here. Mm-hmm. I've had this like uneasy feeling. Yeah, up here I, you mean back to, in Massachusetts? Being back in Massachusetts, I, I've had this. It's just it's something I really haven't experienced before, and it's like this is all. This will always be home, but I don't belong here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. So I've I've been going around and um. Like right now, it's not that bad because you know I know you and you're, you're sober, and I just met you and you're sober, and yeah, and it's I don't know, it's weird because like the first I, first place I went to was Cape Cod Cafe, and that's yeah. that's my Cape, Cape Cod Cafe. That's <laughs> yeah, that's my stomping ground. Yeah, you yeah. know the main dragon's gone. Yeah, that like the smellity. I I came down, I went down Tremont Street, and that was there's Deftos. Yeah. There's the main dragon where I did a majority of my drinking. Yeah, was right there, right there on Main. Yeah. So being in the back in the area makes you feel uneasy. Yeah. It's, Listen, it's, I'm 17 years fucking sober. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah. Good for you, and, brother. And I still get that feeling when I go into Brockton. Do you? I yeah, do. So I. It just that's not my place. Yeah. Um. You know, some people can get sober where they where they lived, and that's awesome but and and i'm okay with that feeling because that keeps me on my toes yeah you know what i mean it, yeah. it, it keeps me on my toes when and the only time i don't have that feeling when i'm in brockton is when i'm going to do a commitment or going to a meeting you know it's it, it's just i don't know it's bad juju over there yeah for me. i think it, that's it, what it is and, and, and i just i feel it i feel the energy i feel the i feel the toxicity yeah that, that I mean? feeling for me comes from just inside my mind thinking about things yeah i yeah. just realized that that uh you know back then i was so under the control of it and when i think back mm. to the way it was like if i can i can slip myself back into into like i would you know go to brockton but i would go to the nearest public restroom and and, and hit yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah, and right. i can i can still feel that anticipation when i had it on me but hadn't hit yet yeah. and then uh, that's the, like a really excitement and you go you beeline to the public restroom and then the feeling that washes over you the warmth that goes if when i go and you can feel it rush 
over your body. And yeah. when I go there in my mind, that's when I get that uneasy feeling. Yeah. And I yeah. know, that's when I know it's still there. Yeah. And I, I just have to touch on that a little bit yeah. in my mind. And, and I go, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm still full-blown if I, you know, just yeah. as much and, as I ever was. And I think that part of the, what I'm feeling, like I'm being vigilant. Like it may, maybe it's my, like, you know, keep your guard up. Yeah, so yeah. it's 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 basically a healthy yeah, fear. Yeah, good. oh yeah, it's yeah, a healthy fear. Yeah, healthy like I'm not fear. like, yeah. uh, it's just this like I'm kind of like on point. Like, yep. be aware. Like I, there's there's nothing in Brockton for me. No, there's no family. If Dan Bowen's listening, he just rolled his eyes. He yeah. doesn't believe in healthy fears, but yeah, there's, like there's nothing <laughs> nothing there for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a couple of restaurants like yeah. like you say I like to go to, um, but other than that, I don't I don't need I don't need to go. I was. Right where you were talking about the other day, I was going somewhere and I needed to stop and hit the ATM, and uh, I went to that Walgreens on the oh, corner yeah. of fucking Perkins and Maine. Yep, and uh, I had I felt the same way. I was just like, "Get me the fuck yeah. out of here! I do not like this yeah. feeling. I don't mm. want to be around here." You know, because like that's that was our area. That was Grand South Central, side. Yep. South Side. That's where you know, everything happened. What was that little bar on the corner of Montello and Perkins? Perkins. Well, it's Perkins Cafe, Boomers, yeah, yeah. Whitey's Place. Yeah, Whitey's Place. Yeah. Fucking all kinds of shit in that place. That drug- Fuck. Bar, bathroom, bar, bathroom, bar, bathroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you look <laughs> under the stall and it's like six uh, feet. <laughs> yeah. You know Yeah, you know exactly it, what's going on in there. You know, I walk in and you could scrape together like a quarter gram like yeah from all the residue just on the t- just <laughs> off the back of the toilet yeah. you know what i mean yeah and i didn't care that's I'd be, really gross yeah it, it, it. oh it's sick it's some of the sick you know it's very gross like wow look at that boulder oh yeah let me take oh that's really good Ooh. yeah <laughs> you know and i actually I, I worked the door there when it was boomers for a while yeah and i was um wasn't selling coke but i was facilitating yeah facilitating yeah 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 and uh <laughs> for a little cut and and i would let the drug dealers in and letting mm-hmm. them in they would give me free bags of coke yep. yep and i'm getting paid and the bartenders are serving me drinks yeah so it's Holy. free coke get paid free booze Woo! Yeah, yeah. It's fucking alcoholics paradise. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yourself. Yeah. But yeah. life is much better now. Oh yeah. I you mean, no, none of that. no matter how good you think that situation, it's nothing. Yeah, it's compared, never going to end well. No, nothing compares to being, you know, sober and having a clear conscience and yeah. a, you know, thinking straight. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, nothing can replace that. And I, I don't self respect. Yeah, self respect, and like, I can't have say oh i regret not doing it sooner it happened when it was supposed exactly, to happen exactly yeah you know would i have liked it years ago of course yeah but right. it happened i had to take that journey to get you know yep get it happened exactly the way it was supposed to yeah you know yeah. my my journey just happened and, and it's crazy because you know i watch people that we that we know who got their fucking life together a long time ago and now they're fucking flushing it down the shit yeah it's like you know you, you you're like got a career a house a family and, and now you're getting into this shit you know what i mean yeah it, it blows my fucking mind yeah it blows my mind it's like what happened you know what happened that yeah no, but that's you know for most of us addiction starts early in yeah. life. you know when but not everybody Every, but not everyone you know uh, addiction stories are unique as as people yeah, are unique, yeah you know what i mean so there's, there's many times and i see I see certain things uh, that people post, and you know, it's like 
this is what addiction is, or this is what addiction is. No, both those things are what addiction is, plus yeah. this and this and this. Yeah. And, 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 and treatment is this and this and this, and, and, and sober lifestyle is this and this and this and this. It's not one thing. Right. Because yeah. everybody's unique, and everyone's like a different nut, and they need a different size wrench to go and, and if that was the fucking case, then we, we could nip it in the bud long before it happens. Exactly. If you it know? was that yeah. simple. Yeah. You know? not. Oh, this is what, if you do this and this and this, this is what's going to happen. No, that may happen, but you could also happen. veer off course, and, and you know right. well, that could totally send you in the wrong, in the other direction, and be like, "Yeah, you screw that! I'm gonna go." You know, yeah. There's a there's you got to find what works for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and don't like, don't judge other people. You know, one of the things uh, you know, like do what you do. I'm not in a twelve step program, and but I, it just what I'm doing is working for me. You know, I'm 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 aware of you know. Uh, that I'm an alcoholic and mm-hmm. I, you know I can't drink in safety and I can't go in certain places and I can't be around certain people and if I have to avoid all those things to s- stay sober then I just do it yeah right but you never know what your future will bring you maybe maybe for for whatever weird happenstance that you might end up in a you know who knows oh yeah yeah cuz one thing that I do miss about being in in AA was and one of the big reasons why I wanted to come here today was to share my story. Yeah, because yeah. that's you know that's one thing like uh, that I used to love about going to meetings was I would hear someone's story really close to mine and mm-hmm. I'd make that connection. Yeah, that and, and identify right. and, and identify and if that's, they can do it. I can do it. Yeah, and yeah. like hopefully people are listening. Um, you know, because there is help and. There is hope. There is definitely hope. Uh, you know, you might. Yeah, because I, I fucking know how you were, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know I mean? how bad I was. Yeah, and, and I, I, there's, uh, I don't know if you know him, and I'm not going to say their name. I watched him get sober, and I was like, "Wow, what a miracle!" Yeah, what, I said, if that guy can get sober, mm-hmm. I can get sober, and I got sober not too long, not because of him, but not too long after. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was I one got, of, another one of the the powers of example that helped you. On yeah, your yeah. But I was like, I thought, you know, this kid was been hopeless for years, and yeah, and he got sober, and he's doing great, and and I was like, wow. And so there's there's always hope. Don't, yeah, absolutely. Don't ever doubt. Yeah, man. That there's yeah, it's never too late there. for anybody. That's, you know, a good, and, uh, <laughs> that's a good message to, to end it on, too. Yes. Get, uh, so, yeah, I'm glad you came up, you know, yeah. and I'm glad you reached out to me. And, uh, you know, it, it, it worked out. We actually had someone that canceled and moved. And, and so it, was spo- it happened the way it was supposed it to. Every, the way it's everything supposed happens to happen. for that's a right. reason. So, um, Thanks, bro. you know, once oh, yeah. again, if, uh, if anyone needs any help or is looking for any uh, resources, you can reach out to us. Uh, lolterms.com if you know somebody struggling with this this disease you can turn them on to the podcast there's now 79 episodes that yes. you can listen to at any time of the day yep. any any day of the year there's a little know. blurb under each one so you can like kind of you know see what it's about before you get into it yeah it's usually very little blurb yeah and uh you if know. anyone that wants to come on and share their story with us please yeah please reach out reach out reach out to us um, anybody always knows- looking for guests if anybody wants to volunteer to help us with marketing, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. You any know? any resources that people can help us out with, we're, we're glad to yeah. take as well. Spread the message. Please download us on iTunes. Yes. We, we appreciate you all. Thank all right. You thank so you much. guys for watching, and uh, peace. Peace. I live in this world.